this is your Couple Joe podcast, and we're chilling at the coffee shop. I'm your host, Joseph Moore. I got some uh, special guests here. This is our inaug- for our inaugural uh, podcast segment. We're just chilling, man. We're just hanging. Nothing, nothing too formal. Uh, we're just going to talk about this, our special Father's Day podcast. So I got some uh, some amazing men on the podcast here, and we're just going to uh, ask a question, and we're going to talk a little bit. You know, I got I got to start with um, uh, the man, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Vincent Dooley. Introduce him. He is uh, 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 just... You got to tell the people what you do. I know it's architect. You work for UA. You do a little, uh, you have architectural design. Look, there are so many buildings in Tuscaloosa that he has helped design. I know you've done one of the fire fire houses, uh, uh, a couple of churches you've designed here. Just tell the people about yourself. This is Vincent Dooley, everybody. Good morning. Good morning, Joe. And thank you so much. First of all, thank you so much for having me uh, this morning. Uh, and I'm excited uh, to be on here with my uh, fellow uh, awesome brothers here and yourself, uh, but basically, uh, I'm quite a simple guy. Uh, I'm architectural design coordinator for the University of Alabama. Uh, graduated from T- uh, Tuskegee University in architecture, and that's my profession. Uh, also, own my own business, uh, DNL Drafting, where I do residential and, and uh, planning for people in terms of vision casting and and uh, by way of design. So I'm I'm blessed to. Uh, be able to do that, and I've been out here at the university for some um, 15, 16 years. I've uh, been in the industry uh, 25 plus, so I'm just blessed and uh, excited to be here today. So. Wow, awesome, awesome. Yeah, we're giving it up for uh, Mr. Vincent Dooley. Uh, he's a minister too, so I have to uh, we we in a different setting, so I want to I want to call him by his official <laughs> title, but you know uh, he's okay with me calling him Vincent, you know. And absolutely, but, absolutely. You know, I, I, absolutely. you know, yeah, you know, I promise y'all been called. I, I promise y'all been called a lot worse. <laughs> I have too. <laughs> Vincent, do the awesome man. Next up, next up, we want you to give a hand here. We have uh, Mr. Romel Gibson. I call him Mr. Wright. Listen. Uh, He's a, a, I was about to say a singer-songwriter. He can sing a little bit. <laughs> He's a songwriter, musician, man, um, just uh, 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 works in ministry. Does Listen, I'm going I'm to let him give his resume and his, all the hats that he wears. Y'all, g- give it up, Mr. Romel Gibson. Man, introduce yourself to the people. First of all, you said I could sing a little bit, man. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, no, I'm not offended. I'm not offended. That, that's that's actually a compliment because I don't think I can even sing a little bit. So, oh, you you can hold, so you can hold a little tune. You can hold a little but, tune. But anyway, man, I do. I want to uh, echo the sentiments of Vince and just say I I'm appreciative of the opportunity to be, you know, on this 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 morning, man, to um to just share with the fellas, man, and so. Uh, again, yes, my name is Romel Gibson, and uh, I guess I'm primarily a community outreach guy. I, I currently serve in a role of community outreach coordinator, uh, transitioning into more of a development role with uh, fundraising and all that for Habitat for Humanity of Tuscaloosa. Um, I still also serve on the national team with um, another nonprofit, nationally known, internationally known nonprofit, Youth for Christ. So I serve on their national campus life team as well. And then as you've already stated, I do music as well. So uh, that's actually what my degree is in. And it's a passion of mine that I've been doing 
pretty much all my life. And so songwriting and things of that nature, playing my instruments as well, is just uh, all of it's just a part of what I do. Man, yeah. So I was about to listen. I'm trying to I'm trying to sit here think I, I I'll get better the next couple of episodes to actually read off your resume for real, for real. You know, I'm sitting here thinking all of the uh, people you work with, Ruben Stutter, uh, 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 James Hall, Myron Butler, man, I'm missing some of that. L. Spencer Smith, The Testament, uh, Impact Nation, of course, uh, the church we go to, Impact Nation uh, Choir, um, Tanya Baker. I know it's, I know I'm missing some missing people. Tika, Tika, what's her name? I forgot her name, Lord. <laughs> Sumter. <laughs> yeah, Tika Sumter. Yeah, man. We, so we know her. We didn't release what we worked on. Right. We did yeah. work. We did yeah. work. <laughs> work with her. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, man, it's just the list go amazing guy. Y'all give it up again for Mr. Romel Gibson. And uh, last but definitely not least, my brother. <laughs> Yo. Yo, <laughs> I'm sure uh, Vincent will love that. This will love that, don't it? Don't that was for him. I said it loud enough for Vincent. That's okay. That's okay. All right. Listen, we got we got the councilman Cassius Lanier on the podcast with us. Listen, this is a businessman. Listen, he has been, he he got so many uh uh awesome businesses, but the 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 main one that everybody knows is Lanier Automotive. Lanier Automotive. Uh sure. if you need a car, yes sir. Go ahead and tell the people about you, man. Go ahead and tell the people about you. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm Cassius Lanier, uh uh, you know, from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I'm Graduated from was the Central High School and also uh, Stillman College. Got a bachelor's from Stillman College. Uh, owner of Lanier Automotive Group, LLC. Also part part owner of ARS and uh, Roofing and Construction and the Roofing Group. And also uh, just got got a few got a few irons in the fry. I ain't got a name all that, but it, it, listen, I still ain't got the money I want, so don't don't think about all that. Trust me, uh, still grinding every day. You yes, know, what I'm the blue yes. collar brother. But just, uh, just, just happy to be on the. Uh, uh, and I'm also a member of Kappa Alpha Psi Fraternity Incorporated. These, yeah. these, these <laughs> the best fraternity uh, that God created. Smile <laughs> and float on. So it's a pleasure for me to be be uh, on this show with my new and my other brothers. These are my brothers too. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the show, we just want. I just, I'm just glad to be here with my guys. Yo, 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 baby, yo, yes, hey, yeah, the best, the best fraternity. Don't you agree, uh, uh, Vincent? Don't you agree? <laughs> <laughs> no, no comment, no comment, <laughs> no comment. Well, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Well, Alpha Phi Alpha Incorporated. I don't, I don't have a dog in this fight. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my he worked God. all in, didn't he? He did. He sure did. <laughs> I hear, uh, I hear, I hear. Love to the D nine, though. It's all love. It's, it's all love. That's it. That's it. It's all love. That's we it. love y'all. We love y'all. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I can't start this without starting it with one of my patented dad jokes. I got to get kick off a dad joke, then we gonna move on. So, <laughs> what would you call a man that you trust uh, your money with? Banker, <laughs> you would call him. You would call him 
Cassius. What? What? All right, man. <laughs> but I, I like that. But I, <laughs> wow. Look, I, I see. That's a good joke. That's that. I see. That wasn't even a joke. That was the that truth. Joke. That's the truth. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> listen, I got to give a shout out to Cassius and all that. And uh, man, listen, uh, he been rocking with me. Look, I, I, I let me. I tell you, I think I got to shoot four. I bought. I done bought four cars from him so Absolutely. far. Absolutely. I'm get repeat more. And uh and because man, he's for listen, cash will support everybody. He supports everything. Yes, and everything. Yes, he does. I ain't gonna get petty and say some of them don't support him, but he still yeah, supports. Yeah, Let yeah, me yeah. leave it alone. Let me leave well, it alone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh well, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey. But uh, you know, and and he man, that's my bet. That's my best customers. I do customer. I do uh, custom clothing here. Listen, he got more so many brand, shirts. Baby. Yes, that sir. More brand and more brand. Yes, sir. And so I appreciate. I appreciate him. I appreciate. Listen, me, me and me and these are. So uh, I'm trying to let y'all know. Uh, uh, Romel here. We've been rocking for I don't know. Uh, how long? Twenty something years, <laughs> at least. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> at least twenty years, man. Writing together, uh, praying together. You know, uh, when I when I when our family was in need, this this man came through for me, man. He came through for me uh, in a big way. Just been just been a brother and uh, overseer Dooley, uh, man. Spoke so much into my life. All of us. Listen, all of us. All. I said I could not do anything and not, you know, because I'm I'm hoping the masses here just this wisdom that's on here. You know, uh, I couldn't do anything and not and not and not include him, man, because spoke so much. Uh, always encouraging, man. Just a, a good person. I said that to say this. Yeah, y'all heard their resume. Y'all, 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 uh, most of y'all know them and know what they can do. But not only that, y'all, they have some amazing kids, some amazing children, uh, amazing young people, young adults for, for the most part now. Um, and they, man, it, it's a testament to them being such awesome fathers. So I was like, you know, this first episode, I was going to do it by myself and just kind of talk a little bit. And my wife was like, you need to just invite some people. So I said, well, it's kind of in a week notice. It's a week's notice. I said, but let me hit them up and see some people that have, are just amazing folks. They take care of their household. They take care of their business and they take care of their children. They take care of their wives and they take care of their children. So we had to get some, just some, some uh, insight from them uh, about uh, being amazing father. So our topic today, fellas, is you look just like your daddy. So my question was, what came about was this, is, is growing up, man, they used to tell me, man, you look just like your dad. You got his nose. You walk like him. Man, you talk like him. I, I had to turn around and look twice. My aunts used to tell me, I had to turn around and look twice because you look so much like your daddy. You act so much like him. And man, that always used to make me mad. Now, let me, let me, uh, you know, let me pause and say, um, uh, well, let me first say uh, it made me mad because my dad was not in my life. 
Uh, but I don't want to make this a uh, begrudge to him because I know, you know, I have family listening and I want you, you know, but I do want to tell the truth and hopefully the truth will help somebody else that he was not there. Uh, now we made up before he died, before he passed. Uh, but, um, he wasn't there and man, it caused, it caused a lot of anger in me, uh, because people telling me I look like this person that I have not seen, that I act like this person that I have not seen. And, so, you know, for me, it was it was a pain not having his presence. And so the topic I want to talk about is or the question I want to ask is, you know, good or bad, does a father's presence really matter? Now, I got my this wristband on his wristband say Kappa Alpha Psi. So I'm going to start Ooh. with the Kappa my because mom. it say Kappa first. My God. <laughs> Wait, I think I that's the- Alpha. <laughs> I think Alpha is first, but uh, but anyway, I'll let you have it. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> What's that? My wristband say Kappa Alpha Psi. I, I, yeah, I'm going to go yeah. by where it is. <laughs> so I'm going to start sir. with Cat Cassius. <laughs> Mr. Ladeer. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Mr. Ladeer. So the question is, man, does a father's presence really matter and why? Yes or no and why? It absolutely matters. Because first of all, and I'm not going to church, but the order of God is man being head mm-hmm. over family. Mm-hmm. Head doesn't mean, uh, you know, ruler with an iron fist. Head, head. See, we've been, we've been. Uh, I think we've been mi- mis- get, getting that misconstrued because I'm, head simply means covering. It's mm-hmm. head is the roof. Yes, the roof sir. over your house protects the rain from coming in. The sunshine when it's too hot, the, the cold weather, and so that's simply what the head of the house means—the covering of the house. And so I believe that in order for a child to be secure in its covering, secure in its entire life, it has to first uh, be involved or be in touch with the covering understanding that they can feel safe, they can feel secure, and they can feel at home with somebody who's giving them direction. Mothers nurture, mothers give direction. Nothing, you know, the, the women are super strong. We, Matter of fact, the house wouldn't be a house without them. But right. what I'm saying is the covering leads, give direction, and then you look to them for so much. And, it, and, and, and you know, that's all the reward that a man need is to see his wife and his seed happy and performing and and, and I believe so the pre- the presence of a man is, is is definitely the foundation and the covering. <laughs> Listen, well the doors of the church <laughs> wide open, open, yeah. open yeah. wide open. open. Did, yes, any, sir. did anybody any of y'all wanna add to that or wanna uh piggyback off of that man because that if I may it man I tell you what he he led off with <laughs> <laughs> with the bang, didn't it? Bang, but I, yes, I, I, I totally agree with uh, what he said. Headship. I think as as men, we have to uh, define headship in the sense of, and he mentioned it, covering. Uh, not only are you covering emotionally, physically, but you also have to be that covering spiritually. And, you know, I think growing up, one of the things and challenges for men is to, to uh, cover the whole gamut. You know, because uh, our fathers that I know, even my father, he was a, uh, you know, 
awesome. He's awesome uh, man of God, awesome, awesome provider, you know, and, and, and what I wanted to do as a father is to extend on his love and his covering of me and make sure I, I cover not only just from a physical and providing sense, but also emotionally and spiritual. You know, so that's all that's that's key and critical, in my opinion, to raising and rearing children uh, that they they don't miss out on any uh, part or any area of covering. Uh, so to me that, I, you know, when I look at that covering, I look at spiritually, emotionally and physically. So that's that, you know, that's part of that headship, you know, and, and headship is 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 more than just I'm your father. Do what I say and do what I say, you know, because I'm the head. But how are you the head? You know, and, and it's, it's indicated through the, how you cover and the covering is, is, is three, these three areas. Not, not those are just three that that that's come to my mind uh, at first blush, you know, spiritually, emotionally and physical. So and, and anybody else want to I know Ro probably <laughs> could chime in on that and roll with that. So that's good. Too. Uh, but that's just my aspect uh, when I when he heard when he mentioned headship and cover. Yeah. Romeo, what you got, man? No, man, I have nothing else to add to what they just said, man. Is that I mean. They they were extremely accurate with, especially from a biblical standpoint. I know you may have some people listening who are not uh, Christian or follow the Bible per se, but that's I can speak for all of us on on here that we um we believe the word, man, and they were accurate. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's it because that's been that's been that's been successful for us. <laughs> um, so that's man, that's some good good stuff. So what do y'all say to that little boy, that little girl like me, um, that that looks like uh, someone that that's been absent in their life. How do they? Um, how do I mean? What what image <laughs> do they live out? What uh, likeness? do they do they do they live out how i mean how they how do they go about their life now because um one thing that happened with me is it had me searching for identity uh, because i didn't have that covering and now let let me say my mom did an amazing job with uh us three uh there's three of us i'm the oldest uh we're all preaching uh, we're all married. Uh, she got some grandkids. We're all kind of well-adjusted. I know they, the others might say that I'm not that well-adjusted. I am a little crazy, but it's it's okay. I I, I do well. My, you know, my family love me though. But um, you know, so she did an amazing job. But there was always something missing, and there was always a search for identity. What what do we say? Anybody can jump in on that. I mean, what do you say uh, 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 to that kid that was in my position? Well, um, if I if I may start off on this one, this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart because of the. Um, so I look just like my mom physically. Everybody who sees me automatically knows who my mom is, and vice versa. Is your son Romeo? Because we look alike. But but from a mannerism to certain extent standpoint, and then my father was a or is a multi instrumentalist as well. So he plays the bass guitar, he plays some drums, and then he plays uh, key instruments, organ. He was our church organist for a number of years, and so the gifting that I even have now, I am very well aware that it is a it, it has been passed down. It's a generational blessing um, from my father. 
So in many ways, we are alike in that way. Yet for a great deal of my uh, formative years growing up, my father was 800 miles away. So we moved to Alabama when I was a little boy and my father did not move. So he's still in Chicago right now. And so for a long time, there was this void in me or this, you know, this desire to become the man that I felt like I needed to become, but not actually having a presence in my home to show me what that's like. And I'm the oldest. So I have two other brothers. It's five children total. But I have two other brothers. So, you know, I felt like I needed to be able to know what, a fa- what it was like to have a father. And, and then ultimately, maybe I can help my other brothers come up, but none of us had him. And so um, I can tell you one of the things I did, which I see, you know, because I've, I've worked with teenagers for the last 10 to 13 years of my life, and I see where they don't necessarily respond the way I did and, and with, with this problem. And, and what I mean by that is they might turn to the streets or turn to other ways. I actually got connected to uh, the church that, that, that we attend in Tuscaloosa. Um, I don't know, I was 18, I was just in college. So I was 18, 19 years old. And I saw what I admired in a lot of the men in the church. So although I didn't have my, my father in my household and the men, uh, Vincent was one of them. Many of them don't even realize how I was looking up to them and watching them and their wives and how they fathered and gleaning from what I saw from a distance to try to apply to my own life in hopes that I could become even a portion of the men that I saw them be, you know what I mean? And so pulling pulling from their wisdom and pulling from their actions in many ways is kind of what helped me, um, not that I have arrived by any means, but helped me get to where I am even right now. Uh, that's some good stuff, good stuff. Uh, does anybody have anything else to add to that? I know y'all got some. <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate that, uh, Elder Gibson, uh, Romel. Um, and, and I, you know, you never know uh, that people are watching you, you know, and I've always tried to, uh, I, I, I always told myself that if I can live more word than I can say, uh, I hope that would be a blessing to someone. So I, I really appreciate you saying that because I try to live it, even though when I don't have the scripture or the Bible to support it, uh, I think the principle of how you live can speak volume. So I, I really appreciate that. But in terms of uh, uh, just to share a little bit about um, the identity and likeness, um, you know, I, I never wanted my kids or to raise my son, especially uh, where he got his identity from the streets or from someone else, you know, so it was important to me as a man to uh, uh, try to be that example or try to be that a person that he can look up to and and and, and want to emulate in, in terms of because if I'm if I'd so choose to my faith says I I'm living in the image of God, you know, uh, and even if some for those that are not really at that point where uh, their lives spiritually at that point, you still can live in a manner where someone respects you and want to be like you. Uh, so uh, I think that's key and critical to first start establishing that image and that likeness. Uh, uh, in your own home where uh, your children can emulate you. And I think that's the biggest compliment that <laughs> of, of your lifestyle, if they could emulate you. And then so now uh, that they're older now, uh, I, I coach AAU basketball, you know, and a lot of these young men, 
now I, I I see them struggling with identity and 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 they're in environments where they don't have a positive uh, image or identity or no one has spoken into their lives. So now it's it's really a press on me to just to be that mentor, you know, just to give them an image that they can aspire to. Not that I'm perfect, not that I have everything all worked out, but at least I'm able to. Uh, when someone speaks negative or they've been around a lot of negativity, I can now change and speak a uh, positive, you know, uh, positive, positively to who they are and, and let them know that, no, 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 you're not, no, you're not. I had one young man to tell me, he said, uh, coach, I'm just, uh, I'm just always, I'm um, just angry. I'm just always angry. I said, uh, and I'm dealing with all this anger all the time. And I said, uh, let's change that language. He said, no, he said, I'm, I, I'm, I'm just an angry, uh, I'm just angry. I said, no, 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 no. You're working through your anger situation and anger moments. You're not yeah. angry. You're not, you're not a, a person that, that's full of rage or anger. So just little conversation like that to get where we can change his identity and even his thoughts about himself. So I think that is uh, uh, my charge this day, you know, nowadays just to try to uh, stick around and try to change uh, anyone else beyond my kids that, yeah, that that may just not identify themselves uh, correctly. So I think just having, and I and I believe God will place, uh, even though sometimes right. many of us don't have fathers or don't have you know our biological fathers. I just believe that God is never going to let a young man or, or even a young lady be without uh, some type of mentor, you know, right. so that can that can give them the correct identity when the world tries to give them their identity. If that makes sense, right. So I got another thought there because uh, my, my dad, he was not, he wasn't, uh, one of the things that, well, I have grace uh, uh, or peace about, uh, I had peace about uh, growing up without him. And uh, one of the reasons I have the peace is understand he was not perfect. Uh, he had a lot of, lot of issues and, um, one of the things that a few people would tell me would tell me is uh, now if you if you if you had met him you'd be like no this is this is a cool guy this is, but behind the scenes he had some stuff going on uh, he has a drug addiction to alcoholism a little bit and um, so he had some 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 uh, things issues that he was working through like we all like we uh, all have mm -hmm. but. Uh, uh, so I guess another thought about this is a lot of people are like, well, you should be glad <laughs> that you did not uh, grow up with him. Now, you know, me hearing, <laughs> hearing that, I sound like uh, I don't know what show it was or where the guy said, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. That's how I felt when I was young, when they were telling me that, because I just wanted to see him. Uh, so <laughs> my, yeah, so my question, but it, it, it reminded me of like, uh, the light bulb went off uh, uh, when you said, when you were talking about your father, uh, Romel, and we had this conversation. Uh, I think he came to church to hear you preach uh, this past month, I think, and uh, or last month. I can't remember. But anyway, um, uh, and you were talking about he's a musician and everything. And so, you know, I found out uh, when I was older and me and my dad started to have a relationship he said, yeah, man, I play a little bit. I play the bass a little bit. And uh, trust me, it wasn't enough to, 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 to get us any food or nothing. He, he, he didn't do enough. But he, he, he was musically inclined. He loved music. Uh, he was an artist. Uh, uh, 
he actually designed golf courses and things of that nature, you know, uh, for his business before he uh, before he passed. So um, when I look back on, I was like, Darren, I was deprived of that regardless. So my thing was, regardless of his issues, uh, was it a good thing he was not there? And I'm just throwing this out there. Or do you think somehow him raising uh, saying they're raising us would have maybe helped them work through your issues. Somebody sound off on that, huh? Yeah. What do you think? Man, that's that's uh, you know, you can't. <clears throat> I think I think that him being there, even with his vices or issues, I think that he probably would have handled the house even different. I, 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 I and I could just go back on uh, the the life I was living even the double life like because i you know i i started young even even in the game when i was in the game and uh i i remember uh me trying to be clean and then, even when i came to the church i was like heavy i was heavy in the game. and uh but but and i i was married then with my first wife and kids and um but I, I didn't bring I didn't bring my my lifestyle home, you know what I'm saying? I, I was a thoroughbred father, coaching, being there, you know, all around every every piece every PTA, anything they was doing, I was always there because right. yeah. I wanted to make sure that they had. I'm not saying what I did because my father was living, but when my husband, him and my mother divorced, then I had to move in. You know, I had to stay with. Uh, her and her husband, um, which was my stepfather, and then you know, and it wasn't all hunky dory. And then I'm not, you know, he passed as well, so I'm not here to bash his character or anything like that. But at the same time, it wasn't, it wasn't uh, super at the house, and uh, and so therefore, I, I had a full resentment for my father because he didn't, he didn't get me, not knowing that the court had a what. That had well, I did know had awarded my mother full custody, and so you know how relationships go. That's why it's so important for parents to get along. It first of all, I pray that we you you can stay with the woman who you married and had those children with. That's right. very important. It's key, and it, and it, it takes work, and it's not always perfect, but it's worth having and saving, not just for the kids, but for the love you have for them. And, and so that calls for all kind of responsibilities on them. But at the same time. I, I didn't want that for my kids, so I made sure that I was going to stick and stay uh, all I could. And so what happens is they got the good man, they got the good father, and me being a hypocrite, they also, their father is still a, a full-time drug dealer, but when I became when I came to Impact, you know, I started on the transition, looking at, uh, you know, Romel was my little partner before, before impact in church, you know, and I ain't got to tell it better, but we, you know, we met you know, on, the, on the rap circuit, you know, we, you know, what I mean? before, before so we, we were yes, living sir. that life, you know what I mean? So we, we was yes, sir. the strong way. And so like, but I seen him transition and, and, and met, met and, 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 you know, Dooley and Joe and them. And so I'm seeing people that, you know, Spates and people like that Bishop, people who I'm John Little, people I'm looking up to and like, you know, Elder Bishop, like, man, these dudes really handling their house. And then Rose was a young cat. He was younger than me. He was my little homie. So I'm like, 
But then he had a crib, a, a house. He had bought a house for me. I'm like, well, not, you know, my first house I did buy, I ain't gonna lie, but it was before him, but it was in the game. It was, you know, another kind of way, but I bought it, you know what I mean? But it was right. like, it wasn't the right way, so I didn't keep it. You understand? But mm-hmm. but I'm saying he bought it working, being real, a young cat, you know what I mean? I'm talking about I had access to the crib because I was going, it just made me look. And all the guys I've seen take care of that family. But see, my kids was better still, even when I was there with my vices, though. Yeah. To answer your question, my, even with my vices, they didn't mm-hmm. know I had, but I had them, you know what I mean? I'm, I smoke weed, I sell drugs, I'm I'm all in. I don't care if it's weed, lean, I'm, you know, XP. I'm just being really transparent right now because I want you to let you know I had vices then. Mm-hmm. But I was a real father. I never stayed out all night. I was always there with my kids. I made sure I took them to school every morning, this and that. And so I think they're better because I was there. And then when I, you know, when I end up going to prison or whatever, I end up, I made myself, and I was absent from them. And it was hurt me just as much as it was hurting them because I was so used to it and I knew I had failed them. That's what was motivation for me to get out, turn my life around, and never leave them again. Mm. It was before mm. I, you know, and so and so I believe though, had he been there, even with his vices, I believe that he would have, he would have, he would have cared himself different around you and your siblings because he he wanted, I believe in his heart, he might have wanted more for you. And so, therefore, like, sometimes we just can't gather it and get it together because the, the whole piece ain't together. Him and your mind probably went together. So mm-hmm. it wasn't nothing that kind of locked it in and made him, you know, in his heart, he probably, you you never know what the separation probably, you know, you know, made him ramp up on his vices. But I'm just saying, like, I believe you, the absence is, is totally out the question like you gotta have whatever father you got you need a piece of him in your life you you I'm sorry, but I no no it wasn't rambling <laughs> that was some that was some good talk that was some real talk that was good talk and i i i wholeheartedly agree that's why i really started this uh because i felt like man i i really wish he could have been there been there even if they couldn't make it work and they when he came when i was he came back when i was like 15, 16, somewhere around there. Uh, he came back to, I'm a Mississippi boy, so excuse my country grammar, y'all, out there in podcast land. Uh, but I'm a Mississippi boy, and uh, he came from Chicago. He moved from Mississippi to Chicago. Uh, came back to Mississippi when I was like 15, 16, and, um, you know, that that presence, that being there, just that short time while I was a kid, you know, I still learn a good bit about me, you know? Um, and I really feel like uh, uh, to to kind of piggyback off of you and to just kind of co-sign, uh, when I did go to college and um, I really decided to, 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 to just really uh, live for Christ and um, decided to, uh, uh, you know, go to ministry and everything and, um, First person I came back to was him, and I apologize uh, because I felt like uh, we left stuff. Well, I did, I guess I need to backtrack. We had a big falling out before I went to college, uh, where we were gonna fight. I mean, we was gonna fist fight. <laughs> and uh, my dad a little short, but he's stocky, so he would he would whoop my tail that day. I I, I don't know what I was thinking because I was like one one fifty or something like that. Here he is one eighty five with all these muscles and stuff. 
He, he was going to body slam me and drop kick me that day. But um, I do remember, man, that's a whole story for a whole nother day. He had tears in his eyes. That 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 broke him. That hurt him. And uh, I came back and apologized, man. We embraced. And my dad is not a, uh, he was not an emotional type person. He cried a little bit. And that next night we had to sing somewhere and he just showed up. Uh, our college choir came down and uh, to get to the point, he accepted Christ that night. He accepted Christ and um, uh, came down, said he wanted to be prayed for. He hugged me, my sister, my brother. And uh, just when I kind of thought about that, I was like, man, if he would have been there sooner, I really felt like uh, just being a, uh, a father would have really uh, helped him, helped him, uh, you know, be a better person. And, um, yeah, so I, I'm rambling now because <laughs> I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you about told me up. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> but but yeah, but you know, because the the other thing I was gonna get to is I thank God for the surrogates in my life. Shout out to uh, John Jackson, the late John Jackson Senior. That's not John John Jackson Junior. That's the one that played. That's the John Jackson. But there was a the the John Jackson, uh, his his uh, his father stepped in. Uh, uh, that's my uncle, uh, uh, Joe Lee Jackson. Um, um, we had so many people. Oscar Eichelberger. That's a that's an interesting name, right? Uh, Roy Eichelberger, who was with the uh, the Wolfpack, Mississippi Valley State uh, University Wolfpack Kappa. That's what got me uh, interested about Kappa. They stepped in. Um, and you know, show me how to ride a bike, show me how to tie a tie and, and all those things. But the thing I was missing was my image, um, is like, okay, when I get sleepy, uh, I cross my legs and I, and I tap my, my knee <laughs> as a way to fall asleep. And, you know, my wife kind of looked at me when my dad came over to my house and was like, man, y'all doing the same thing. And it's like, wow. You know, <laughs> so put that stuff together. And also, I don't know if this this is with you all that that your father, if your father wasn't in your life. Um, I didn't have access to my surrogates dads or the people that helped my mom uh, to help me navigate certain things. I got married early. I've been married for 20 years. I found a love of my love of my life, 20 plus years. I found a love of my life in college. And um, but you know, however, there were still some things that, man, if I had a dad there uh, when I did get married, that, you know, it would have helped me navigate some rough patches, if y'all understand what I'm saying. Uh, so, um, and and even being a father, like, just having a access to, okay, uh, dad did this with me, so I know I do this with my kid. And so you kind of, you know, it, it does make it a little bit harder. Uh, uh, for me, uh, but moving on, I have another question for you guys. Uh, you can chime in on this. You know, let me go on and dive into this, and it may be controversial. It may not. It, it, it is going to be controversial. Y'all know what? Y'all know what happened around this day. You go on Facebook. You go on Twitter. You go on all social media, and what do you see? Happy Father's Day to the mothers. <laughs> who raised their kids by themselves. <laughs> oh my God. Lord my help mom. today. And uh, my mom, 
as awesome as she was, there was still she was not my daddy. <laughs> she could not be my dad. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know that's just me. And I let her know, and she understands that. She will say, she you know, Happy Father's Day to the late Joseph uh, Moore Jr. You know, because uh, although my mom was awesome and great, there was still some things that she could not do. Uh, and that's where other men stepped in. What do, what do y'all guys think? What y'all think about it? Well, I don't know who wants to jump in first, but I, I got something. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. I think we all try to chime in at the same time. Yeah, we all got something to say about it. <laughs> I, defer, I, will, I will defer to the overseer now. We'll do that. No, no, go ahead, sir. Go ahead. You go right ahead, <laughs> yeah. sir. Okay, so really, the way Father's Day is, is, is uh, celebrated, it's kind of uh, equivalent to how society is felling. If you see society in a in an uproar, if you see the youth of our our, our community uh, running astray, it's because the head of the household, the man, whether you with the parent or not, has been decreased in his um value if, if you have to value something he's not valuable not just to the to the family but to the world when it comes to now he's valuable in the marketplace on the job doing back breaking work oh yeah we need a man we need a man blah 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 but when it comes to the household the world sees him as um a non-factor, some some people, though, not everybody, let me say that. But what I'm saying, how we celebrate him. Right, how it's marketed. <laughs> my, my mother's, mother's Day is the most celebrated, it's, it's probably second to Christmas. And Father's Day is so almost irrelevant that we even forget what weekend is Father, Father's Day on. We don't forget Mother's Day, but I forget sometimes when, when it's Father's Day. Because we don't we don't pour anything into that, and it's a sad thing because sometimes men run out of gas. I hate to hear people talking about that. Now I don't like I I don't I don't agree with any man that don't take care of their child. But but what I'm saying is we don't value fathers in the family role. Period or men at all. So like when it comes to family, and that's a sad thing. And it even and the federal government even have play in that. Even when you say say when people who was uh, low income moved into what they call the projects, mm-hmm. it's a project. You never had did a science project in school, right, okay? Well, right. they did a science project on low income people and major majority black people because you could. Hey, listen, we'll give you housing. We'll give you assistance. We'll give you this. But the problem, the catch is you can't have a man living there. You can't be married. You see what I'm saying? And so right. here lies the right. problem. So I believe it trickled down into the into the uh, system. And now communities all over kind of don't really value us. And that's a problem. And, and this not women bashing. We love our, I'm just saying this is the cycle that we repeat every year. It's the quietest holiday in, in, in the year. And it's a shame. And we shouldn't. And I and I don't, we don't need kudos. We're happy when we, but they recognize us, and so so that 
our kids can know we're just as equivalent or we're just as special or we're just as needed and important to their lives as their mother. That's right. <laughs> That's yeah. I leave that alone because we got brothers on here going to fade. Go, hey, I'm waiting. I'm on. I'm, hey, who else? <laughs> Will there be one more? Mr. Dooley. I, I go see ahead. You. Go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead, ahead Ro. I, I was waiting on. I know Ro. <laughs> I was going to defer to Ro on that one. <laughs> Man, um, <laughs> I know a lot of ears will be listening, man. I got to be careful, bro. But, but, uh, <laughs> you said, you said a whole lot in that, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, so, so we have a mutual friend who got on social media and, you know, he posts a lot of jokes all the time. And one of the things he posted was, um, I can't seem to find the posts that talk about, Father's Day, who makes Father's Day baskets? You know, because you find that everybody, I'm searching for something to, to get my mom. But with regards to Father's Day, um, men don't get their due. And women, especially some who are, you know, maybe frustrated about how the situation has gone with the man in their life or whatever, and they have had the primary responsibility of raising the children, they'll happy father's day to me too kind of thing but that i think it comes from uh, um a myth and when i say a myth man i have been actually uh as as a part of studying for a, a book that i'm working on shameless plug i am working on a book for um for marriage and although parenting and marriage is not the same thing you know it kind of intertwines with each other and so one of the things i found out in my research is that especially with regards to black fathers, that um, 2.5 million of 4.2 million black fathers, or that equates to about 59.5% live, actually live with their children. Wow, wow. 59.5%. Now, if you look at media, if you look at the lack of respect they give fathers, if you look at the narratives that they are trying to uh, push to the forefront, it would lead us to believe that black fathers are not active. And, and, and I'm just speaking to black fathers right now because we're all black men. But that would say that there are more men in general actually active in their children's lives, present in the homes than society is acknowledging. And, and, and because of the lack of acknowledgement, it makes it that that's the reason why the the holiday is not respected because it's a belief across the board even though it's a wrong belief it's a belief across the board that fathers don't deserve the same level of uh, honor or respect or the holiday shouldn't be as highlighted as mother's day because moms are you know they do the work the moms are in a the home then they don't they don't factor in the, the the next part is that for fathers who are in the home and they say well there's a lot of fathers in the home who's still not active in their children's lives well, Bishop T.D. Jake said it, that you sometimes can't have it both ways. If you want me in, in the home, then you have, and you want me there more often, you have to do it probably at the expense of me not working as much. But then if I have to work more, you're not going to have my presence as often as you would like, but I'm sacrificing my presence to make sure that you're taken care of as well, and I'll be there as much as I possibly can be. All right, media does not give you that 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 kind of catch twenty two or that dichotomy. They just try to make it seem like fathers are not, you know, doing what we're supposed to do or we're not active, and, and therefore our holiday or our little moment for you know being honored 
for our positioning is not as important as it is in other holidays, as, as our brother Cassius has already said. And so it's easy when for somebody to say, Happy, happy Father's Day, and they're talking to the single mom. You don't, you know, I know, I know men, several men right now who are the primary parent and and the like the mother, like the the guys I know, their marriages didn't work, so they're divorced, but they have custody of their children. But you don't, you very rarely, if ever, see happy Mother's Day <laughs> to, all, to all the single fathers out there. They just don't, they just don't do it because they understand that we can't be a mom. And I right. want society to acknowledge that as well, that a mom can't be a dad. Give us our just due. All right, I'm going to stop because I could go forever. <laughs> no, no, Ro, you actually hit on something. That That's was, good, Ro. Just, that was really good. Yeah, it was good. You actually hit on something. I, and I think we can't allow society to, with these cliches like, you know, uh, mothers, happy Father's Day to the mothers who raised their kids. We can't, you know, although, I mean, we, that's not, that's not, orderly that's not the divine way there's always a there's a way you can do a thing but there's also a divine and right way to do a thing so uh and i think as a society we in my opinion we can't accept that as being cute or cool you know because that's really not the divine order in in the original intent you know just because you do something doesn't mean that it's the right order to do things or the right thing to do so i think sometimes these worldly cliches can can get us desensitized and I think yes. that helped desensitize uh, the role of that can further desensitize the role of a father in, in a in a roundabout way, if that makes any sense. Oh, you it know, does. It does. So it, it's <laughs> like now you're really uh, pseudo kind of downplaying uh, that the involvement of a father uh, in some sort. And, and I understand life happens, things happen, but uh, uh, you still that that's still not uh, the right order to. Uh, uh, to celebrate uh, the absence of a father. So I think it just does more harm than good, you know, when you do that. So, but I I think at the end of the day, I was reading something that talks about the fatherhood, uh, an involved father is linked to a better outcome of a child's well-being from a cognitive sense, educational achievement, self-esteem, and just social behavior. Uh, I think those are factors that, that while a mother can can speak to those and help in those in those areas, but a father's involvement uh, is really key and critical. I was reading some study, and I can't. I wish I can give it credit, but it. I was reading somewhere it says the children who grow up with involved fathers are thirty nine percent more likely to earn A's in school, forty five percent less likely to repeat a grade, sixty percent less likely to be suspended or expelled from school, you know, and twice as likely to go to college and find stable employment after high school, 75% less likely to have teen birth, and then lastly, 80% less likely to spend time in jail. So, you know, that's the impact of a father uh, yes, in terms of giving stability to a home, you know? And, yes, and those those numbers are real as, as uh, being a teacher. Um, I, I've, I've seen that type of impact when uh, fathers are involved even with their issues, when they're involved uh, with their kids, you see the the positive impact uh, yes. in their in their lives. Um, and I think and what I'm tired of is people using this, using uh, the father's narrative. When you see the numbers, 
that uh, of uh, that uh, Romeo mentioned of fathers that are in the home is they use that um, as a as a wedge issue in politics. They use it as a wedge issue um, as it relates to in economics, um, just all you know in all areas. And that's why going back to someone said that's why we have this crime rate and all that stuff. Not absentee father because you know. I don't know. It was some politician that's on this thing about absentee fathers and everything like that. And he's uh, coming against the black community. And he a black man. You know, brothers, y'all need to raise y'all kids. Y'all, for the most part, everybody, for the most, I know most of the men I know raising their kids, <laughs> even if they're not in the home. And we see the numbers don't support the narrative that this particular political candidate um is trying to put out now i know that part will probably get 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 me in trouble but that will be all right you know man, let me <laughs> let, let me say this man we my family was out at uh snow hinton park one day mm-hmm. just having family time throwing the frisbee the wind was blowing so we had the uh, the the kites and kind of like just hanging out yeah and it was actually my wife that made the observation as i was um playing with my daughters and she said she stopped me and she said look around and I looked around the park and there had to be no exaggeration. There had to be 40 or 50 wow. um, families out there, but well, I won't even say families. There had to be 40 or 50 groups of children with their dads. Wow. You didn't even see as many mothers out there. You saw the pastor of Cornerstones out there with his children, but there were so many and they were, and most of them were young fathers with their small children playing out at the big, at the big slide and all, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, and so that alone was a sign that there are way more fathers, especially in the African-American community. There are way more active fathers in their mm-hmm. children's lives than media is giving us credit. I, I, I'll even say I was on a Zoom call prior to um, getting ready uh, for, for, for this. And my oldest daughter is playing volleyball. And so I had to uh, go to a meeting and I go to the meeting and there were like six other fathers in there with their daughters preparing them and getting information for volleyball. Man, the narrative is not being is not being shown accurately. Right, right. <laughs> it's right. not. You're right about. It. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. Totally yeah, agree. And, and you know, I used uh, I taught at a school uh, where um, uh, Cash's son was playing football, and I when when I when I went home, my, my wife was with me one time, and that was her thing. She said the same thing. She said, you know. Uh, it was so many black fathers out there that you could tell they were active. Now I didn't know their home life as whether they were with uh, uh, with the wife or not, or what have you, or with the mother or not. But they were out there. You know, Cassius was out there. There were some other gentlemen just around us, and they were into. They had people on the field. They had people in the band. Uh, when I go to basketball games, I see uh, fathers. And I was going to mention they're having. Uh, they had, um, uh, I believe this weekend, uh, Saturday, they had the, um, the Father's Day, uh, I think it's uh, Tuscaloosa One Place, I think, uh, had it, if I'm not mistaken. They have it every year uh, in the park. Every year that I go, uh, there are so many families uh, out there where there are a lot of men out there with their children. And you know that 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 kind of got my wheels turning now. Like, let me let me 
let me see if I can get us a little camera crew and just make just make them com make commercials <laughs> that say, listen, uh, uh, fathers are active. This we need our basket now. Give us our basket. <laughs> now I will say I get my I get my Father's Day basket. My family treats me well. Uh, my wife, uh, she got me some Father's Day. She gives me something, and it's not socks. Man, she she take care of me. She she. She does well. And and I know y'all, I know y'all's uh, wives as well. And I see the things in the that they do for y'all and they, you know, they take care of you. But it's it's not like that uh in every household. And and my thing is you with everything you have bad apples. With with every uh group, with every uh uh you know thing that goes on, you have your bad apples. But let's celebrate the ones that uh that are doing let's celebrate the ones that are fathers you know my i have a brother i have a brother-in-law that he's an awesome father uh he he's not alive with his kids but you would i mean not in the life with the uh, mother but he is there with his kids every step of the way and i gotta shout him out man you know um uh all both my my brother uh my brother's in-law and so there's some there's some guys that's that's doing it you know, doing it. One last, one last thing I'm gonna talk well, about. Joe, Joe, let me yeah, yeah, can yeah, I say something on that real yes, quick. Sir. I, 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 and I want to say this. Uh, Cassius said something earlier about you know he was he wasn't necessarily doing the right thing at one point as a father, but he was there. He was there. Uh, it's something to be said about uh, all of us at, at any given time as a father uh, have to. Uh, it's a process to getting to where we want to be. So, but the mere fact that just a father's presence, I think there's a lot to be said with, with him sticking it out, being there and in and, and, and their kids' lives or the young people's lives. That that means a lot because I look at that as, I don't look at that as a negative, whether they're not reaching their full potential as a father, but they're there. And it's something to be said about giving credit and kudos to fathers that stay there, stay involved, even if they're not, if they don't stay married, they're staying involved in their kid's life. That is such an impact uh, because I just believe right. uh, that's the first uh, hope of turnaround for them. Mm -hmm. If you can stick it out, then guess what? Uh, your turnaround and, and by you doing what's right by them, you know, that will come back to you. I just yes. believe, and I want to give all the fathers that, 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 are, that are not even with their, their, in whatever kind of relationship that stick it out, yeah, I want to give kudos to them. Okay, you know, I want to give kudos to you them. You know, I, I want to even bring up a little transparent moment. Like I had my daughter Taylor <clears throat> when I was in I was in college, freshman at Stillman, and, and uh, her mother was an upperclassman. And, you know, we, <clears throat> we were kicking it, and she ended up getting pregnant. Well, at the time. Like I'm a, I'm a freshman in there. I, I ain't got no car. I ain't got no money. I'm staying on campus. Uh, in the wrong. I got. Look, I, I, I don't have a meal plan. I, it, my, my, my roommate just happened to have, uh, uh, two beds, and he had a, so you know I stayed on there. And then, uh, the dorm director just kind of let me go ahead and stay there because my school was paid for. But <clears throat> just being honest, like so. And the mother was in the military and in school. And so 
imagine having a child, you know, I'm, and I'm, I'm like probably 18 at the time. Like, I don't even have nothing to give. And then she not from here, so she eventually left school and moved away. Not far, but I'm saying she moved away in another city. So uh, the resources I had and me and her were together. So now you got to realize you got to you got to deal with a, a, as a young man who don't have anything together. Uh, straight from a broken home, I'm, 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 you know, just, just deal with all kind of stuff that from my childhood, and so I don't really even know. Now, I love, I love, love. You know what I mean? But at the time, all my resources I got in Tuscaloosa. So if you move and take away, and then you do, you have a mother who kind of angry. Y'all didn't make it better at you, and you can't even. Um, being your child, like he can be on and off. If you don't want him to see him, you can't see him. I don't got ways to get to you, this and that. And so my my daughter Taylor, in her early age, she 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 seen me in spurts. You know, I spare you. I may be here this time because I can. I I'm not able to come now, and that. And so you got to realize I went through. That's that's the child don't even know how to be a father. You you gonna. What I try to tell people, and I learned it from my, my guy, Monty Lionbarge, who made a lot of sense. He said, you will be what you see. Well, when I got myself together, and that was before, I ain't even saying got myself together in church and all. I'm saying got me some money. Of course, I was trying to go 24-7, and then I always paid child support, you know what I mean? Paid her money and all that. But just being there was a was an issue because <clears throat> me and her had issues. And a lot of that... A lot of that probably was on me because I, I wasn't ready to be nobody. I, I, I ain't gonna say I wasn't ready to be when, when she when she was pregnant. I want I can't say I was excited because I wasn't. I was just enjoying my best life at, at, at college. You know what I mean? Right, but, right, right. But at this, I'm just being transparent right now. But at the same time, I wasn't gonna run off on my 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 kid. But being there, you have to be in the same place. If she she was here, probably been a totally different outcome. But mind you. Growing up, she probably and, and she probably have issues. Me, I had to talk about it because she ended up coming staying with me, and we and uh, we have talks about it because she always came. Some it depends on the weather between me and her mother, but she missed everything. She missed what Josh Cassidy and Brylin did and Sierra they got. You know what I mean? Because they was here in town. Mm. You know what I mean? She yeah, missed yeah. and CJ. They she they missed. She missed that. A lot of that until yeah. she was able to come in, and then me and her mother got grown enough to work it out and say, "Hey, we ain't in school no more." You know, we, I was, and I had to come to her like, "Yo, I was young, dumb, you know." And I, and 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 if I could be honest, I was saying, "Young, dumb, and full of calm." You know, that's how we we straight up on here. And I did no direction, and, but but now I I, I do. You know, my I got ground. Take care of my kids all of my kids but what i'm saying that was a learning step for me too and so what i want to encourage women and men and young people don't don't uh judge them that 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 young baby daddy you had don't judge him to who he's evolved to right now because he probably he got himself that he may have himself together he's not the same teenager who got you pregnant Right. And, right. and he's right. he, don't leave him where you found him. You know That's what I mean? Right. Because he's no longer there. He's evolved. He, he and trust me, every man who not who's detached from his child, he, there's a hole in his heart. 
and he feel it. And so yep. the ones who want to be there, really making moves through the, open the door and let them be. Put put. Yep. I, I encourage the men, men too. Don't don't be bitter towards the woman. Like this 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 is this gonna take a team effort. And so put your differences aside so that the child can win. And and then if y'all didn't make it, that's tough. Treat treat the mother with all due respect because that's the that's the mother of your children. Yes. And she deserves respect no matter what y'all went through. She can't be a B or a hoe or nothing like that because she got to mm-hmm. be, because she's the mother of your child. And how you treat her is going to uh, determine how your your daughter expects to be treated or your son expects to treat women. And so that's how, that's how it goes. And so I'm just trying to tell. And so that made me, encourage me to the ones I had to go go hard. I'm in that life. I, I had to be around them. And, and I was able to uh, reconnect with my daughter, you know, that and years ago though but we we thriving and we we good but i had me and her had to have a talk during the pandemic because even though we was good for a long time before they, we still had to have that talk because there was some empty spots that i she that I, she looked at no i wasn't there mm-hmm. and we had to talk mm-hmm. about that because she was dealing with that and i had to let her know you know the real deal and how i wanted to be there and how i you know i should you know the and she got it but that, but sometimes we have to have those moments. So just a, just a transparent moment because nobody's perfect. It's not a we're not beat bashing women or nothing like that. No, we, we just trying no. to we want we really want to see the family unit, no matter how it is. If it's in two households, we want to see it all together again. So that's just my point. I, I, I apologize for going there. Though. I just wanted. To oh no no you. no! You're good. You're good. Hey, hey guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah ahead. I, I want to. Uh, just spoke. I guess from the vantage point of being the father, I want to speak from the vantage point of being the the son or the child who um, my father was not, he was 800 miles away. He's alive. I've known, I knew him. I partially grew up with him, but our parents, we moved to Alabama. He stayed in Chicago. They eventually divorced and we didn't have him regularly in our lives. And there came a time when he attempted to be in Alabama as consistently as possible. He would call regularly. He would fly to, to see us probably twice a month. And then the, the flights, you know, spread out some and they became like every three months or four months and then maybe twice a year. And then we went long extended periods of time at one point where we didn't hear from him at all. So um, you mentioned earlier that here recently, about a month or so ago, my father was in church. Now, I did not know he was even coming. Mm-hmm. He actually sh- he showed up because that Monday, the very next day, my nephew was graduating from Paul Bryant High School and he was coming to show his support to my nephew and which we were shocked even for that, that he was going to show up for the graduation. But he found he told my, my sister that he was going to show up for the graduation. And my sister said, man, I wish you would have told us sooner Then you would have been able to catch Romel preach, too. He's preaching Sunday and then. Little Jared is graduating uh, the next day. So my dad said he then changed his mind from driving and he booked a flight so he can be here on time. And he surprised me and came and, you know, was sitting in church when I preached. Well, beyond that, um, that gave him extended time to be here. So I have a guest room in my home now, praise the Lord. And he stayed in my guest room and, you know, I cooked breakfast for him and he got to hang out with my children. This is the most time he's ever had with his grandchildren since they've been alive. And my oldest is 15. Um, my dad is an animal lover and his pet, his dog recently passed and my dad's heartbroken. Well, 
I didn't know he was coming, but prior to him coming, maybe two weeks earlier than that, we got a dog. And so my dad came home at, to our house and he saw that we had a dog and he fell in love, man. They went outside and I'm watching this man run through my backyard and play with our dog. And just that that time we got with him, we barbecued. Our family got together and barbecued. My grandmother cooked him, a, made him a dessert that's specifically for him just to celebrate the time that he has gotten to spend with his children and his family that he had been separated from for so many years. And man, you wouldn't believe it. And then again, maybe you would, but... I'm almost 4th of July. I'll be 44 years old, man. I was a little kid. Having my dad here that bit of time, he said this was probably out of all the vacations he's ever taken, out of all the time he's ever spent doing anything he enjoyed doing. This last trip, he stayed maybe three or four days. Then he left, went to Tennessee for a business meeting. And he turned around and came back. Longest time he normally would only come for a, for a day max, maybe a couple of hours if he's here, and then he's gone again. This time he stayed multiple days and we have talked on the phone several times since then. And we, my dad and I would go six months sometimes and not even have a phone conversation. We have talked more since he's been here this last month than we probably have ever have in my adulthood. And so even at 44 years old, my father's presence and it, it like so much of the void that I had in me was that hole was closed up. And I, 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 understand myself a whole lot more now and just that little time I got to have with him that particular week we're we're now planning yeah we're, we're now planning when he goes to um Tennessee to do some work I'm going to take it's only like a couple of hours away I'm taking my daughters down and we're going to go camping with him because that's something he loves to do that's something I got to do when I was small they never experienced it and so he's now trying to he can't make up for lost time but that's the thing I want to tell every father that could be listening right now that it's not that you will make up for lost time, but if you would even take the step right now to say, okay, from this point on, I don't even care if my children are 50 years old. I don't care. If I wasn't in their life and I'm getting an opportunity now to make it right, I'm going to do what I can to get in their lives right now. Just that little effort will uh, will heal several years of brokenness that your children, no matter how adult they are, your children have been been feeling and experiencing because your presence and your stamp of approval, your uh, your ability to speak into their lives and to to give identity where they may have been groping trying to figure out who they are. God anoints the Father to speak blessing over the children's lives and to bring a level of closure that um, they never would have had had you not made the effort to to be in their lives. I right, don't done, man. That's so good. That's so good, Ro. I, and I just can I add to that, y'all. I know we 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 keep piggybacking off each other, but that's that's uh, great. To, to Rose's point and to Cash's point, uh, sometimes uh, that's why I said earlier we never we give kudos to get guys that, that stay and you know even if they're distant but they stay somewhat connected because you never know uh, when that change is going to come uh, whether it's at you know when they're young whether they uh, get older in age uh, but but uh, when the transfer transformation come is never. Uh, too late because there's still value that you gain. Even to Rose point, he still, that void was still yet filled. Uh, even though it wasn't filled early, it still got filled. The bottom line is it was all good at the end of the day. So I think uh, we got to constantly, that's why I say uh, 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 we never should throw anybody away uh, because we never know when that change will happen. And even to this degree, a lot of times we don't see the change. It may not be directed at us, but I've watched my father 
and his interaction with his grandkids uh, is priceless. You know, some of the things that, you know, I desire, I see him doing with his grandkids. That's, and I uh, look back and sit back as a father, like, wow, that's amazing. You know, the amount of of love, the amount of uh, how he's expressive to them. Uh, So that makes me uh, happy. That makes me proud. And that lets me see that he's still yet giving back to me because he's giving it back uh, to my kids. So uh, nothing is ever lost. So I think a lot of times we have to really uh, uh, value and and appreciate those moments uh, when we see them uh, uh, manifesting themselves. That's that's good. That's good, uh, man. That's some great stuff. I'm glad y'all did that because I I hear the I hear the uh, the coffee pot brewing. That means our time is coming to an end, and uh, I want to thank you all, uh, man. Y'all just kind of wrapped it up in a bow. There is nothing else to be said. But uh, if you're a father, uh, stay in your get, get in your child's life now. Um, if you know, if your mother, uh, step back and let let that father in 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 that uh, uh child's life. If you're a child, don't be like me and be hard and say, "Man, I don't need my dad. I don't care." I, there was a lot lot of uh, animosity I had towards him uh, that I didn't know and didn't that manifested and and just you know, I missed out on a lot because he passed. And so uh, when um, Mr. Dooley was talking about the interaction with the grandkids. You know, I didn't get that. I got that with my son a little bit, but uh, not much. Um, and so I missed those moments. So, you know, let's, uh, as uh, Cassius said, as Mr. Lanier said, um, I think he said something to the effect of um, do it for the children, do it for, do it for the, uh, do it for that daughter, do it for that son. Uh, they need, their father's presence. They need their father's presence. They need their mother's presence and they need their father's presence. Again, Vincent Dooley, Romel Gibson, Cassius Lanier, thank you all so much for uh, gracing this inaugural uh, podcast, an inaugural episode of the Cup of Joe podcast. I hope it's, uh, hope it's helped somebody. I think we laughed a little bit, but we definitely had some good stuff from you all like, I knew it would be, and um, we'll see. We'll see you all back Monday morning, bright and early, eight a.m. The next episode, we're gonna be talking uh, to a family uh, marriage therapist about relationships. All right, so fellas, thanks again, and uh, appreciate it. Thank you for having us, bro. Thank Thank you, you, sir. Thank you so much. Enjoy. You are welcome. And, we uh, want to come back. We coming back. Too. Yes, yes, you are. <laughs> we doing a we doing part two. We gonna think of something. We gonna pull something. Yes, sir. Most yes, definitely, sir. I'm you are coming back. Yes, sir. I, I was there. You look when we got when we got off here. I was gonna definitely uh, ask y'all <laughs> to uh, come back because I think that I think I got a whole lot more to say. Um, so, but um, until next time, this is a cup of Joe. I have been Joe, and I will see you all. Uh, as old folks say, in the rectum. That means later on. (laughs) 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 All right, see ya.